Welcome to B Plot Podcast, the podcast where we take a look at some of the biggest movies from yesteryear and we ignore it. Look at the joints that dropped on the exact same day. My name is Lincoln. I'm out here with my man, Sam. Sam, how you doing? I'm all right, Lincoln. How you doing? I'm strong, dude. I'm feeling a good energy. Um, the world going to shit around us. Falling apart. Falling apart. But what are we doing? What are we doing? Watching movies. So, uh, yeah, some of you guys might be thinking, you know, should we, you know, it's time to go out. Like, no, 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 dude. Stay in. Stay in. Stay in with Sam. Is he a doctor? Yes. Is he <laughs> medically cleared, medically qualified? Can I prove it? No. Yes, he also can't prove it. He has a certificate that he downloaded on PDF. Um, it's not good. Uh, yeah. I wonder if this is legal. Anyway, so we watched two movies this time around. We watched two movies this week like we do every week. Uh, the first movie we watched is the 2017 Overboard. 18. 2018 Overboard, starring uh, National Treasure, uh, Anna Faris, mm-hmm. and uh, a Mexican dude. Yeah. Uh, it's a Mexican dude. I'm sorry, I can't remember his name. And uh, on the same day, a movie called Terrified. What's the? Do you have the Spanish title off the top of the dome? Oh, shit. No, I forgot it. Okay, that's fine. Terrified is good enough. An Argentinian horror movie that came out on the exact same day. So wildly opposite movies. Um, Let's start with Overboard. Overboard is not, I don't think, a movie that you are 100% big on, Sam. But why did you come to Overboard, please? Okay, why did I come to choose this? Yes. Well, the you, as you know, I came to this backwards because I watched Terrified and I was like, this film is fucking amazing. We have to do, talk about this movie. Uh, backwards engineered it and it just so happened to come out. International, same release as the 2018 remake of Overboard. I've, I haven't seen the original Overboard mm. either. This is my first Overboard experience. <laughs> Oh, well, it's mine as well. So the, the original one you're talking about, Kurt Russell, uh, Goldie Horn, and it's gender swap. In this movie, Overboard, um, the poor little rich boy is the Mexican dude. I'm sorry. Let's just figure out. Let's let's get his name. Uh, the name of the actor is... Eugenio Derbez. Oh, God, it's not, it's not helping. We're going to be calling him Leonardo. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Eugenio. He is... Um, sorry, just explain the just explain the premise of Overboard so that everyone's on board. Overboard, Anna Faris is working two jobs, trying to train to be a nurse. While she does this, she gets a job cleaning the, uh, a very, very wealthy man's yacht, who is very rude to her, throws her overboard, Um and doesn't pay her in and then he falls overboard and wakes up with amnesia and it, this is where the film is basically uh what did i i had something for this oh yeah it's misery meets gone baby gone right but okay. but it's a rom-com right so it's she essentially he was set to inherit his company his sister has usurped him and told the family that he's dead so anna faris decides to uh, trick him with his amnesia and pretend that she's his wife so that he can do chores around the house for two months until she passes her nurse's exam. Um, I'm not going to take this lightly. I'm going to say that we've watched a lot of very highly cancelable things Mm. on this podcast, but um, Overboard is the single most morally offensive movie (laughs) I think we have watched to date because... Mm -hmm. Uh, Leonardo, he's a he's a rich guy. He's a twat. He's one of the worst rich guys going. But he does not deserve to be made a human slave mm-hmm. 
he gets raped by Anna Ferris. <laughs> he does. He does. He does. Because they have sex, but he thinks it's his wife. He's given, uh, he's given consent under false pretenses. Yeah, yeah. So he has no say. He is just made to work in this woman's house. Mm. And because he was a little bit rude to her, yeah. threw her off a boat once, she feels justified in making him uh, live... Dude... I don't, I don't remember the, I don't know the tone of the 1987 one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But just imagine for a second if mm. if the if the genders were switched yeah, here, yeah, yeah, and it's yeah, yeah. a dude making a woman sleep in a barn. Yeah. And yeah. then having sex with with a completely false reality that he has created. <laughs> yeah, uh, you, she has created. Yeah, yeah. I I'm seeing it now, but I'm not gonna lie. When you first said that. I was like, nah, he wanted it though. And I, I now I see that in myself. I'm like, oh. Yeah, he, what he wanted was to have sex with his wife. Not yeah, yeah. the, uh, again, America's national treasure, uh, <laughs> Anna, Anna Faris, who's very lovely and uh, enjoying everything. She is a predator. Because <laughs> like, uh, okay, the problem with this movie is there's, a, there's a loads of things that, that goes right, that goes right, that goes wrong. One of the things that goes right, let's give credit, is the scenes where... Uh, Leonardo, who I, I imagine, I, I actually, Eugenio Debez, this guy's actually like a, a red, a, a pretty big star in, uh, in, in Mexico, if I'm not mistaken. He's a, he's a pretty big star, but he's also too old a little bit for me. He's a little bit like, I was like, oh man, this guy was so handsome like 20 years ago. Yeah. Like he's just, just a smidge. Yeah, yeah. And the scenes where he is like a laborer and he is connecting with the guys, mm. with the other laborers, those are beautiful to me. I actually yeah. enjoyed them. Yeah. But it's undercut by the horrific Anna Faris, yeah. who makes this guy cook and clean the house. Not to mention the negligence of letting a strange man that you do not know into the house with your three daughters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, I mean, come on. So that was the bit. So obviously, initially, when... It brings him into the house with the three daughters. She's very cautious. You know, that's why he's in, in, for our logic, that's why he's sleeping in the shed. That's also what, you know, the, the, the eldest daughter gets in trouble at one point for leaving the other two alone with him. Mm-hmm. And obviously to him, it makes no sense because he's like, I'm these kids' dad. Yeah. But obviously Anna Faris is, yeah, is... I, it, what I do like though, is that she has gone, just in case he's a pedo. I like that she's a mother with that, lens because there are some who don't yeah so she's so she's done the um she's done the game theory like um (laughs) she's done the the calculations in her mind as to be like okay i can have this guy in the house during the day (laughs) but that is i can't have him at night but it's okay because i'm not studying during the day so that's cool yeah 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 it's not a man it's it's uncomfortable Mm. this movie made me so uncomfortable Okay, but did you like it? I tell you what, this I I, I watched this with my partner, um, Prime Conditions, um, and we both agree that this is a bad movie mm-hmm. with a sprinkling of good moments. Right, but it's a bad movie. It's yeah. a solid bad movie. I'll, okay, so I will. Yeah, it's a solid. It's a solid bad movie. It is a very like, especially in the dialogue department, like a paint by numbers rom com. There there are several sections where they explain the film to you. Like Leonardo at the end is like, I was happier being poor with you than rich and alone. And it's like, yeah, we we yeah, we just watched the same two hours, bud. But I really liked it. I halfway point started liking it. 
I had the same feeling, but that is, um, this is how this movie is actually quite clever because it mirrors the experience of uh, Leonardo. Oh, do you think? I think it mirrors it Farrett. No, no. My point is that it's uh, it's a bad movie. It's actual. It's a it's torture. Until, until you get the same uh, level of Stockholm syndrome <laughs> that he has, mm-hmm. um, and I don't know how the movie has done that, um, but there are a couple of things I hated. I hated Eva Longoria being married to that fat piece of shit. Um, who, honestly, guys, and you guys can't see uh, how Sam dresses. This guy dresses exactly like Sam. <laughs> You're a piece of shit. That's what's happened. You. <laughs> no, it's like, it's this guy. It's this guy raided Sam's wardrobe. Like, you, yeah, I'll invite you into my home. Um, <laughs> he, he was uh, very distracting because I spent a large part of the movie also going. So he's, is he, a, is he Hispanic? Is he yeah. Okay. There's also a weird little run about Norwegians, mm-hmm. um, which I don't think is necessary, um, but it's confusing. I think this movie got its funding mm-hmm. from three very specific places. Uh, one is the Mexican film board. Uh, Mexican film board, or I think I think Mexico put more money into this than this than the American studios did, because I think it's the the film board. Oh fuck, I've forgotten what I was going to say. There was a, a number two, and then the third one was yeah. the Seattle. You guys know, you, you guys know how how <laughs> orders of things work. <laughs> yes. First of all, it's the Mexican film board. <laughs> And then there's a second thing, which you... <laughs> step two. Step two, because I have to get to three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which yeah. is... So there was three things in summary. There actually, actually were three things. I can't remember for the life of me what the second one was. Because it was the most boring. Second one's always the most boring. Mm. Second thing is, yeah, is a misdirect, right? 100%, 100%. So, the, But the third thing is the Seattle Seahawks. Yeah. And there's no way this movie didn't get a ton of funding from the Seattle Seahawks. Oh, yeah. Tiny little profit, tiny little profit. Um, yeah, but this kind of works as Mexican propaganda, um, which I mean, is money not well spent. Um, I, can, I feel like maybe Trump decided to build the wall on the back of this. Like it was like, yikes. Also, yeah, man, I I just can't get past how gross uh, Anna Faris behaved in this. Yeah, he's basically obviously with his amnesia gets work from Bobby. Helping build a pool. Uh, Bobby is Eva Longoria's king of uh, king of queens, like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> husband, um, and uh, he is, you know, obviously having a particularly rough time of it. But they're all carrying the bags of cement, and they're all like ninety pound bags. And he's like, why don't you know, why don't they make them so that a person can carry carry them? And then that's the and that's the sort of through line to the end, so that when he remembers who he is, the family accepts him, and he's like, "I'm going to go back to my billions and billions of dollars." He's like, his plan for the taking over the company is like, "Hey, why don't we make a thirty pound bag as well, so that people can fucking lift it?" Mm. And the family are like, "This is preposterous. Who cares? What are you fucking asshole over here? Yeah, you fucking moron." I will say that 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 was the one part of the movie that I am very. That I'm out on. I hate this nobility and poverty kind of narrative that there, that there is. That like he he sees how poor people live, mm. and he's like, oh, this is authentic. This yeah, is yeah, like I'm yeah. like, oh, you guys are fucking. This is dangerous ground for a movie. I always think of it. I always think of it as whenever I'm watching, whenever I'm watching a huge, you know, like in the the multi million film production budget. I'm always thinking like, yeah, but like, why are you telling me? Do you know what I mean? Like, 
if Shane Meadows does it, if it's like this is England or Dead Man's Shoes or one of those things where I'm like, yeah, you, no one's, no one gives a shit about what you're. <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's like you survive off the fans, right? Yeah. Of the people who will like tune into this, but something like Overball, where this must have cost like a hundred mil. No, it's less than that, surely. Was it? It was okay. It was in the. It's like 30, 40, made a made a made a hundred. Made a hundred, right? Yeah, yeah. But it's just that. It's, it, it always have that thing of like it's more than a cement bag. Do you know what I mean? It's like it's probably the lack of healthcare, <laughs> the the spending yeah. disproportionate amounts of money on travel. Yeah, like this woman is. I can't watch movies where people work more than one job without getting angry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I can't w- watch a movie where this person is. She works at a pizza delivery place and she also works as uh, a cleaner. Mm. And I'm like, this is fucking bullshit. She should be able to survive and feed her family in an admittedly uh, anachronistically big house. Yeah. But I, look, let's say that her husband and her built it and then he died, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. But the fact that she's working these many jobs, trying to also study and up and she can't get on, mm. that is enough. That's anger yeah. to me. I don't, I don't feel... Um, I'm, I don't feel at the end of the movie like, oh no, the way that she's living is the most authentic... It's yeah, like, you know, yeah. get the fuck out of here. This is well, gross. It's because the film is because it's, and this is for rom-coms always, this is always the misstep for me is because it's like the film is trying to tell you, see, you can be happy and poor. Mm. And it's like, no, I can be happy and poor, but you get to be happy and rich. Yeah. Like I want the, I still yeah. want the rich. Yeah. I, this isn't a, this, I've not, this isn't a choice. Mm. This is, I've not, I've not, this isn't something that I chose. I haven't like, walked past a BMW and gone, you know what? I would be so unhappy if I had that. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's never happened. So, terrified. Shout out to Hamida, who has wanted to watch this movie for a long time. Who, who is Hamida? Hamida is my flatmate Ian's friend and now the rest of the flat's friend as well, post-lockdown. So Hamida is just a horror film junkie and she found this Argentinian film. She was like, I want to watch this. So we got a hold of it. Uh, and watched it. Uh, okay, I'm gonna say now. I thought it was fucking spectacular. What were your? Um, I, the opposite. Nothing. Didn't do it for me. Really? Yeah, it moved the needle a little bit, but most of the time yeah. I was yeah. Basically, so th- there's a there's a there's an evil in a neighborhood. So the movie starts with uh, this woman uh, hearing voices. She kills us. She doesn't kill herself. She's driven to death by the the spirit demon. Um, very hilariously for me, at least <laughs> she, um, if you can picture this in your mind, she's kind of like, uh, <clears throat> she's kind of like next to the wall and her head is just ramming boof into the other side of the wall and then back again, like she's in the shower. So she's basically moving like a shower curtain back and forth <laughs> yeah. and, um, her husband finds her and, um, obviously, uh, he's the prime suspect, uh, of the murder, but then there's a framing device that shows you um, what has been happening in this neighborhood for the past week. Mm-hmm. And you see uh, all of the kind of terrible goings on. There's a, a, a police officer, very, you went for uh, Mexican Tom Sizemore, mm-hmm. not Mexican. <laughs> you went for Argentinian, um, you went for Argentinian Tom Sizemore. <laughs> and I went uh, for Javier Bardem, Jace, you know, yeah. cousin. And I think if they both, fucked and made a baby this is the guy that would come out for sure what a beautiful baby that would be and yeah so they're in this neighborhood and you know creepiness ensues yeah. uh they uh try and and uh, solve this uh the 
uh, Mexican Tom Sizemore and uh, uh, Argentinian Tom Sizemore. Again. <laughs> it's because we've watched Overboard oh, now, and I was a Mexican stuck in my head. So, sorry. Argentinian Tom Sizemore mm-hmm. and um, a team of experts try and solve this mystery. Mm-hmm. Um, chief among which, the kind of big event in the movie is um, a little boy who gets hit by a bus. Mm-hmm. He comes back, not to life, uh, but he comes back from the grave and he yeah. goes to sit in. And this is kind of the real moment where the movie kicks off. Yeah. So but so it didn't scare you? It didn't scare me. There's some jump scares where I'm always getting scared. But tell me what you think about it first. Right. So I think because I, I thought it was so good about this. It was, it's basically people who aren't dying right. That's the kind of bit, right? Is they're, they're not ghosts. They are there, but they're in this kind of like parallel dimension trying to reach through and they come through our water, right? That was mm. how it, that's, that's how it does. But um, you've got these three houses. What, so one where the wife is murdered, one where the child is hit by the car and then the neighbor who has been seeing these creatures yeah. um, sort of all get consumed uh, by this evil one. so the th- okay there's here's the thing that really uh, uh, and so here's another li- little thing of the goings on is basically uh, the characters can't see the monster in the light mm-hmm. right we can only see it in the dark yes right that's a rule oh shit I didn't even catch that so it's so, well so it's like okay because there's this bit where the monster is crawling out of under people from under people's beds every night right um and we have this scene with the neighbor where it's like he's filming his room. It's a very paranormal activity. He's trying to film his room to catch this thing. Um, and he puts all the, you know, he, he's aware of it's there. So he puts all the lights on and he's watching the footage back and he sees the creature walk back into his cupboard. So he goes to look in his cupboard and he's smashing around in there, but he can't, there's nothing there. Mm-hmm. And then he's like looking at the footage to see if anything else in it does come out of the cupboard behind him because he can't see it. The thing that really tipped me over the edge in fear is Olbrecht, uh, the lady who is the main scientist who's mm-hmm. done all this research, is just sitting at a crack in the wall talking to this guy who has become this thing like in this deep fucking crack in and he's just mm-hmm. off in the... That just shit me up. Really, my dude? I was... I tell you what, my dude, I watched this Prime Conditions. Yeah. I was Prime Conditions Saturday night. Saturday night, I'd gone down to the to the twenty four hour cost cutter. I got my um, cause that's how you fuck you. I didn't get the little popcorn. <laughs> yeah, got a big bag of like Jamaican popcorn. <laughs> a big bag I was like, no, I'm gonna pop this shit. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, yo, I pop that motherfucker. I had it in a big heavy casserole dish. I was yeah. like, today we're doing this. Didn't have any big popcorn bowls, so I was like, all right, I'll fucking use a big pot. So I had a big big clangy pot. <laughs> I was like, yo, let's go. Yeah, okay. let's go. Maybe you overhyped it. Maybe that's the no, but I did. I had like I had I uh, I found like I turned off the lights in the living rooms. Like I found like the scariest lighting. I was like, yeah. let's go, motherfucker, let's <laughs> go. And I had it, and like by like minute twenty, I was like getting my fucking May seasoning on. I was like, ah oh, man. So is you watch this with your partner? No, no, no. One player. I was by myself. By, by myself. Saturday night. All right for fighting. Oh, okay. And so- I and I didn't I didn't catch the energy. All right, this is something I do want to talk about if we have time a little bit. Oh, yeah, we have to, we have time. This is our podcast. We can. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> we have more than enough time. Go on. And one of my biggest problems is I found over the years 
we like build a resilience to the techniques mm-hmm. you, uh, you know and it's stuff like we can't you can kind of see where the jump scares are coming or where the anticlimax are coming so it gets really hard to get people off the rhythm and show us something we haven't seen before um so i've actually stopped watching horror movies by myself mm. because i found i do this thing where if i'm alone and i start to feel scared my fight instinct kicks in and i'm just like Nah, it's fine. That's just a movie, yeah. and I can't talk my brain. It, it's almost I have the opposite problem to what my partner has, which is where I can't stop my brain telling me it's just a movie. I want to believe it's real. Yeah. Um. So I now only watch. I try only to watch horror movies with people who will be more scared than me because I find I can like vicariously live through their fear, like a dementor. Like you. Can, <laughs> you're like a, you're like a dementor. You can like. You live of their fear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is why I don't understand how gyms cost money because if my mate works out, I'm like, I get it. Yeah, I get it. Like, yeah. I've looked at him. Yeah, yeah. And it's the same. Oh, yeah. All right, I'm in shape because he is near me and yeah. in shape. It doesn't feel yeah. like that should cost £20 a month. I wonder what this is, man. I wonder if this is like, I'm sure someone's written this somewhere or like in film school or whatever about how um, foreign movies or movies from like the, from different countries, like horror movies lend themselves particularly well because mm. fear is such a basic emotion yeah and the techniques are are, are relatively easy to copy yeah, yeah and um you can make them for a relatively low budget and you don't yeah you don't need language right you don't really need language in order to to mm. get it so like um it's interesting because like i've noticed for example argentinian uh argentine horror movies australian horror movies are very good yeah often i haven't i, I don't think oh, i've seen i've seen wolf creek wolf creek is fantastic the babadook oh yeah babadook's fantastic. fucking great um there's another movie that came out not too long called hounds of love which is which i also think is kind of like a horror mm. movie even though it's not uh supernatural slight aside yeah uh, did the babadook scare you yes okay i see so this is what i mean i saw i watched that in the cinema when it came out i really enjoyed it mm. but i was like didn't find it scary at all couple of weeks ago, I went over to a mate's house, watched it on DVD, found it terrifying. Yeah. Should we uh, head into categories? Let's go into the categories. All right, here we go. Categories. All right, so on this podcast, you know, mm. we're always like, we have little categories. We love categories, don't we, people? And uh, we have to compare these two movies. So... Between Overboard and Terrified, mm. uh, what would you say is the weirdly woke moment between these two movies? I'm going to do a combination. Oh, sorry. We should explain. Weirdly woke moment. Moment where it's like, uh, uh, dicey when this movie came out, which is 2018, which actually is fucking long ago. Yeah. Um, uh, and what was kind of progressive at the time. For Overboard... I'm going like the fact that the wealthy billionaire, like high class family are all Mexican, right? Yeah. Is my weirdly woke moment because for overboard, it's combined with my instant cancel that the poor white lady does just torture and rape a Mexican man. Yes. Um, weirdly woke moment in that I really like the weird runner. Um, this is a weird moment. I don't know if this actually qualifies. We might cut it out. Is. Um, all the kitchen staff in the movie, the ones that are on the boat mm-hmm. and also the ones that live in the restaurant with Eva Longoria, outrageously worth. Have you seen this fucking woman? She's smoking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She just owns a fucking 
pizza joint or a chicken joint. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. And she's married to my actual dad. Honestly, she is married to just to some fat schlub. And this guy, well, in between Seahawks games, fucking gets on top of Eva Longoria. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Eva Longoria. Uh-huh. My dude. Mm-hmm. I feel like we should... That's the, the little fucking tend to investigate this shit wait is this the woke moment i'm sorry i'm so i got so angry <laughs> at the idea that evil longoria has to see this fucking fat piece of shit with his stretch marks up the ayush and all this stuff um i'm sorry what was i saying so, so i don't know something about my stretch marks no not yours uh evil longoria's husband um no no so the, the thing that i was like that was the interesting crew. yeah the crew is like all the crews are like really into soaps yeah yeah and obviously this movie is a soap it has everything from us. It's got a, a, a secret uh, billionaire. It's got amnesia. It's got like a poor but noble uh, yeah. woman. It's got all, everything that you need. And um, I really like the interplay that like the Norwegians watch it like, like they would watch a soap where yeah. they like they get into it. And then also all of the like, the male cooks are like really into their novellas and stuff. I was like, that's actually quite nice. Yeah, it's actually yeah. like a really nice little little twist. Um, in terms of instant cancellation, the entire film um, yeah. is instantly cancellable. It's like, man, it's not good. Mm, I'm going to specify as well, though. There was another moment at the end where the grandma is in an old people's home play mm-hmm. and they're all dressed up as like Chinese geishas. Oh, yeah. And, and, and I know... Is it Chinese geishas? Is it Japanese? Sorry. What am I talking about? Yeah. You're right. Let's try again, but to say geishas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the grandma is starring in a play in an old people's home where the three old white people are playing geishas. It's very uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. The film tries, like, the film makes note of it in that Anna Faris and his ki- her kids are watching going like, what is happening? But that is it, right? Mm-hmm. And then my thing of, like, a joke, <laughs> like, doing that, doing the cultural appropriation bit can't just be like, oh, look, there it is. And that's the whole joke. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, no one in the movie took it seriously. Also, it does kind of track that uh, older people would not give a shit about that. Like, it does track that like an old person would be like, no, I'm just playing a gay shit. Get the fuck out of here. All right, let's go into um, Freaky Friday. So if you could swap roles between these two movies, who would you swap in and out and why? Um, okay, for real, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the cop. I'm gonna take our Tom Sizemore, Javier Bardem cop, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna put him in uh, Overboard. Not in any of the leading roles, but in Eva Longoria's role. Okay. Because then it just makes the whole film more believable to me. If what these two guys are together. Oh, okay. All right. Right. Yeah, yeah that's probably better. Um, also, by the way, have I been saying? Have I said overcooked at any point? I don't think so. I might have done because I've been playing Overcooked too. Oh yeah, is it good? Yeah, great, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, good. yeah. yeah it's I've good. got one on the PC. Yeah, it's, it's, fine, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, what was I saying? You were saying that you were going to get uh, uh, oh. Tom Sy- Tom Sizemore, Javier Bardem, cop in Eva Longoria's role, mm-hmm. um, and then I'm going to put Anna Faris in the cop's role. Okay. The reason being is because Anna Faris will trick these ghosts into thinking that they're all her husband, and she'll just <laughs> fuck them all. <laughs> My Freaky Friday, man. I would get... I'd get Anna Faris in as one of the... 
It's one of the ghosts. Oh, it's one of the ghosts. <laughs> First get the ghost in. Yeah. And um, yeah, just have to play straight down the middle. Just because it's hard to assign moral responsibility onto a ghost. So if the ghost behaves poorly, it's like, well, what are you going to do? Kill it again? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, apparently I find it hard to put moral responsibility on just Anna Faris. Yeah, I've noticed. I'm <laughs> surprised that you haven't, you haven't brought this up. But luckily we brought you into the light. <laughs> Okay. Uh, what else? Last category: genre blender. Genre blend. This is fun. Mm. I think genre blender will be fun. I think uh, Overboard. Overboard works as a um, Michael Moore style uh, documentary about the social inequalities mm. in America. Yeah. This woman who has to work uh, two, three jobs. Mm-hmm. in order to bet her herself and this rich capitalist who is just kind of you, even, you know what's even better than, than a Michael Moore style like like a like you know Adam McKay uh, the yeah. guy he did Big Short Vice yeah uh, the other guys he's also I think he writes um, Succession which, yeah. I, which I've started watching I, like it works as that like a, a comedy where it's like make but like also explaining mm-hmm. to you like how these different things fit into each other yeah, yeah, yeah I think that would be really fun for for overboard, um, I'm chopping out the whole beginning where we see uh, Leonardo is like a rich douchebag and Anna mm-hmm. Faris is a cleaner, and we're just starting from him in the house, and it's just a remake of Room now, 2015's Room. Yeah, okay. Well, he in the he's in the Brie Larson role. He's literally in the same shed. <laughs> Uh, the, the only difference is his one has a bike. Do you know what I mean? It's the same fucking room. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You use the same room from uh, from room. Because the other thing I kept thinking was like, wouldn't it be so nice if, as we transitioned to the third act of this movie, if instead of his family finding him and him losing amnesia, she just fucking hobbled him? Oh, like misery. Yeah, just like just like, like <laughs> sledgehammer, like yeah. breaks his ankle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a, there's definitely a misery quality to this. This movie is a little bit wacky for me. I'm sorry. I I like no, wacky. There's a little bit wacky. The opening gambit of the woman of her head going big boom, big boom. Yeah. That was to me like man, this is a little. I don't know about this. I don't know. That was goofy, but then. This is actually what I think made me want to do this for the podcast was because I was sitting here watching it with two people and the moment the husband hears her bashing around, we get like a full side profile and I was looking at him going, oh my God, that is my actual body, right? (laughs) That is the most attainable body I've seen on screen to this day because I have it. Can I tell you what? I did also see that. (laughs) But... I unfortunately I didn't write it down. Right, right. But as soon as you said that, I remember thinking that is Sam's body. Yeah. <laughs> I remember it was like it's it's got stuck in my in the back of my brain. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I just I didn't file it on my way here. <laughs> but yeah, look if you want to see Sam's real life body, the first ten minutes of Terrified. Yeah. Oh, is there? And I think that might have to be, we might have to retire. Yeah, but also we might have to retire the idea of attainable bodies because someone with one of our exact <laughs> body types yeah, yeah. appeared in a motion picture. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the only thing we can hope is that 
someone with my exact body mm. it's like someone with like a big booty mm. comes into oh i'm looking for that exact I'm same body type with exact same body type my body type um, i think that's enough for today um we already have the next movies lined up actually we do so we have mean girls uh classic and uh at the same time on the same day a movie called envy which i have watched but i've forgotten everything about starring ben stiller and jack black mm, and i have not seen it i've not seen it um i have no idea but uh yeah those are the two movies that we're going to watch next week so if you guys want to grab a head start now is a good time to do so uh but yeah until next week bye-bye Bye.